The Roles We Play is written and performed by me, Leanna Bertrand. Episode 18, Doubt Thou the Stars Are Fire. Finn, in fact, does not have a ladder. And since Hades doesn't want to leave us alone to go find one, I'm currently sitting on Amaranth's shoulders, drawing a sigil on the ceiling. I make sure every line is clean because we really can't afford to mess this up. Finn has surrounded us in piles of pillows and blankets in case we take a tumble. Hades is staying out of the way, acting as more of a lookout outside than anything else, but ever since he brought me back, the tension between him and Finn seems to have disappeared. Hell, they're almost friendly with each other, even. Did something happen while I was away? Drawing like this feels weirdly normal. Like changing a light bulb on a Saturday evening. Amaranth does have to keep showing me the quick sketch for reference, which we are definitely burning with a lighter later. How did you know to get away? She asks. Yeah, you never told us, Finn says. Oh, by the way, what do we want for dinner? I'm good, Finn. Just order for you two, I say. And Hades didn't tell you anything? Uh, no. You're eating, Emmy. Sushi it is. He starts an order before I can object again. Hades did tell us he was able to contact you through your dreams. But he didn't really elaborate. Oh, let me see the sheet again. Amaranth shows me. Okay, I was right. The line does go through here. Well, Lucy Sybil did make me forget you two, but she didn't make me forget Hades. I finally finish out the sigil. Then, from there, I went on to explain exactly what happened with us in the dream, and how I basically jumped through my memories to piece my life back together. I did leave out how I basically had to seduce Lucy Sybil to make my escape, because I still feel gross about that. They both looked a little skeptical when I told them the same thing that Hades told me about dreams just being another plane of reality. Finn called the Aristotle bullshit, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong, but I also can't be bothered to look into philosophy. Amaranth pointed out that I was here because of it, so it shouldn't matter, and that kind of ended that mini-debate. I mean, I'm glad Finn is at least a little friendlier towards Hades now. We really do owe him a lot. There's a knock at the door. Finn goes to answer it, but I get a bad feeling. Like something crawling up my spine. I grab him by his collar and yank him back, covering his mouth before he can say anything. Let me answer it. You two go hide. Why? We ordered food. And there's also a demon on her way here. Go hide. Oh, now I'm definitely answering it. The knocking starts up again, more insistent this time. Amaranth catches on quickly and nudges Finn towards one of the bedrooms. Come on, Hades is nearby, it'll be okay. They disappear into one of the bedrooms and I go to the door and check through the spy hole. The person is wearing a delivery uniform and is definitely holding sushi, but it's... Steaming. So much that I can see it coming off the fish. The miso container is pretty much an exploded pile of styrofoam. Gross. What happened to the actual worker? God, please tell me she just used compulsion and didn't actually kill the person. Okay, let's hope she doesn't kill me on sight. Can't protect my friends if I'm dead. I open the door. Hi, Lucy Sybil. 
Lucy Sybil tosses the food aside, pretense gone. Darling, you knew it was me? Well, sushi isn't typically hot. She reaches for me and I instinctively step back, keeping my eyes on the ground. She's actually radiating heat. I can feel it even at a distance, like holding your hand over a mug of hot water. Why are you pulling away? Won't you look at me? Another step back. You're really warm. Oh? Hmm. I must have a fever. She steps inside and at the same time I move back. Won't you check? Uh. I am mentally kicking myself for drawing the sigil so far in the apartment. But I can't afford to look up. I just keep walking backwards and she matches every step. I'm hoping Hades is still on guard outside, ready to intervene if necessary. Though what he can actually do without getting himself killed, I don't know. Where are your friends? Asleep? It's a little late for them to be out. This is just between us. Where did I draw that stupid sigil? Where's Hades? Do you think I'm angry with you? You have every reason to be. I ran out on you. Ugh, darling. I'm not going to be mad at you for feeling anxious. She starts to undo the buttons on the uniform top. <laughs> I'll be gentle. Oh, my God. She seriously still wants... <sighs> I will say, running all the way over to Phineas's apartment is a bit much, don't you think? I mean, you know I have a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> You're afraid of me. You did kind of compel me. For your protection. Look at me, darling. I can feel the need pricking at me to look at her, and it takes all my self-control not to break because she's doing it again. I keep my eyes on the floor, even as my mind tells me that I'm being rude ignoring her like this. That I owe her so much more than eye contact that I cheated on her, that I've been cheating on her just by keeping Amareth in my life because I clearly still... No. I force my chin back down, having come dangerously close to giving in. No. Those aren't my thoughts. You're hurting me, sweet prince. You're breaking my heart. The words twist at me and I do look up. But not at her. At the ceiling. I'm right underneath the sigil. Unfortunately, Lucy Sybil sees it too. You're trying to trap me. How could you? After everything you've put me through, you th I grab her arms, ignoring the searing pain as my palms burn against her flaming skin, and yank her forward. The sigil glows and I let go, hoping that means it worked. Lucy Sybil's eyes are closer to orange than scarlet now, but even as they blaze with intensity, I can see the brightness in them subsiding. The air around her is beginning to cool, too. An invisible force pushes her to her knees, bringing her arms behind her back as if tied together, leaving her completely vulnerable before me. <laughs> Darling, 
If you wanted me submissive, you could have just asked. Now let me go. Her eyes are back to gray-blue, which means that compulsion definitely doesn't work in this sort of barrier. Even so, guilt pricks at me, but I hold to my resolve. I can't. Hades finally appears in the doorway, walking in and shutting the door behind him. Well done, Emmy. Good idea to get her to move towards you like that. You. Me. He beckons over my shoulder. You two can come out if you want. I turn around to find Finn and Amaranth right behind me. Finn immediately puts himself between Lucy Sybil and I, which only makes her scoff. <laughs> do you really think blocking her from my line of sight will do anything, boy? Ensnaring me doesn't destroy our bond. I glare at her, actually angry, and move past Finn, though not too close to her. No, but getting in my head and taking away my autonomy does a pretty good job of it. You were in danger. Trapped in a corner. I set you free. All you did was put me in another box. Lucy Sybil strains against the binds of the sigil, but it forces her back before she can even get an inch ahead. Her eyes meet mine in a desperate plea. What happened to us? We were happy. Weren't we? Even now, I still feel a pull to her. It's my own, and it's been there since the moment she first appeared to me. An invisible, fraying cord tied together with the thinnest of threads. Fragile yet resilient. It's all too much, and I turn away from her. <sighs> you all still want to eat? We ordered from a different sushi place and moved dinner to Finn's room, because sitting in a room with Lucy Sybil was uncomfortable for everyone involved. After figuring out the sleeping arrangements, Amaranth and I in one room, Hades and Finn in the other, since it was agreed that no one should sleep on the couch with Lucy Sybil so close, and Hades wouldn't need to sleep much anyway, Finn made sure I ate, and I'm actually glad he did. I don't think I really had much of anything while I was under. Just enough to keep me alive, but not strong. Finn and Amaranth turned in early since their rehearsals start tomorrow. Technically later today since the clock hanging above the door says 12.05 a.m. But after lying awake for a while, staring at the ceiling unable to drift off, I wander into the living room. Lucy Sybil is still in the same position, her head down. That can't be comfortable. She hears me come in and straightens as much as the binds allow. I sit on the couch, keeping a decent amount of distance between us. I know you didn't just come out to stare at me, darling. How are you feeling? Lucy Sybil smiles bitterly. How am I feeling? The love of my life has just bound me and left me powerless. She has taken my heart and crushed it beneath her feet while she sleeps in the arms of... I suppose you'd call her the... Original. My better. I wonder. Is this how Sybil Vane felt when Dorian spurned her affections? When she could no longer act those roles so beautifully? When the illusion made reality a bitter pill? 
when she could no longer fulfill his wants because there was someone else who wasn't a mere idea? Who exists beyond curtains and scripts and costumes and beautiful lives? <laughs> what am I without you? Where is my place if it isn't by your side? Against my better judgment, I leave the safety of the couch. I lay a hand on her shoulder to try and be a little comforting. Lucy Sybil glances at my hand, then turns her head to press a kiss to the back of it. My heart twists, caught in a crossfire of, she controlled me. But she loves me. I kneel down and take her into my arms within the sigil, and though she can't return the embrace, she rests her chin on my shoulder. My soul's portrait must be the stuff of nightmares. I made her this way. And now we can't go back. I'm sorry. She pulls back and kisses me, and I let her for a final time. A goodbye to this. I taste the salt of her tears against my lips as I sink into a daze. Then she moves lower, brushing my neck. When I feel her on my collarbone, I snap out of it and push her away. Stop. There was a time when I was never close enough for you. You could have talked to me. You didn't have to wipe my memories. I've seen the way you two look at each other ever since that first day in the cafe. There was too much history there. Too much causing you pain and driving a rift between us. It was that or kill her altogether. She would have never forgiven you. I whip around to find Amaranth leaning against the wall, arms folded. Lucy Sybil's expression hardens immediately. Oh. I suppose you're to thank for my now thankless existence. Amaranth rolls her eyes. You're welcome, I guess. You have rehearsal. Why are you up? We don't start as early as you think we do. I'll be fine. Is everything okay out here? We're fine. I wasn't asking you. I couldn't sleep. But I'm okay. Sorry we woke you up. I was just getting water. You want any? Yeah, actually. Thanks. How do you know she won't hurt you again? Lucy Sybil asks. I come with the promise of forever. It's in our bond. I take the glass Amaranth hands me, unable to answer right away. You want to give that up over one fight? I grip the glass tightly, using the chill from it to ground myself. I made you when I was lonely and sad. I didn't think you'd take it this far. Lucy Sybil smiles, but it's too sweet. There's a darkness behind it. You didn't. <laughs> Are you sure? Not even subconsciously? One of the strongest thoughts that took hold when you called me was a need to possess you completely. I gave you exactly what you wanted. To make you mine and completely untouchable from the outside world. Once you stop running from that and realize what we are, everything can be okay again. We can dispose with the theatrics, darling, really. It never suited you. I wanted you to protect me and to love me. And I did. 
even now I still do. If you want someone to blame, my double is right there. There's your catalyst. Amaranth's jaw clenches, but instead of lashing out, she turns to leave. She was never the catalyst. Amaranth stops. I should have never made her responsible for my mistakes. Yeah, I got hurt, sure, but I could have reached out. I threw up walls and dove into work instead, and then I came here because I couldn't stand the possibility of running into her or Finn or anyone from the life I knew before. The life of a failure. But the thing is, I'm still failing. I'm still struggling. I'm still me. Just in a different state. Yeah, being with you has been amazing and a part of me still cares for you and wants to help you. But I can't be with you the same way again. Because I'll always be a hollow echo of her. Because I tried to ignore reality and create my own. And there's no harm in that. I don't understand why you'd actively seek your own suffering. Reality isn't all suffering. It's good and bad, which is what gives it meaning. Everything can't be perfect all the time. What would there be to work for, to achieve? <laughs> Are you trying to tell me you're a masochist? I could have guessed that much. I'll never understand, humans. You could have everything you've ever wanted just handed to you. And you'll still find a way to torture yourself. No, if it's handed to you, it's not worth keeping. You didn't earn it. This is a very long-winded way to break up with me, darling. You still call me that. Because I know as soon as something else goes wrong, you'll be back. This won't last. And I'll forgive you because I love you. And she'll always be mine. There's that look again. That carnal, unsettling smile that wants to rip me open and carve out my consciousness. A rose-colored coma that is but a mere echo of death until my heart truly stops beating. If I break the sigil now, I feel I'll have more than compulsion to contend with. The woman that made paperclip animals and kidnapped my fur coat who would make me tea after a hard day and cuddle me to sleep. She's gone. She's pin gone. I'm sorry. Good night. I turn my back on Lucy Sybil, with Amaranth following behind. I can hear Lucy Sybil start to sob, but I force myself to keep my eyes forward. Neither Amaranth nor I speak until she closes the bedroom door behind her. I just want you to know that I didn't say anything back there because I didn't want to speak for you. And I appreciate you saying what you did. It doesn't absolve me, but... I don't want to talk about the past anymore. We can't change it. That only leaves the future. You're still bound to Lucy Sybil. How do you feel about me now? I mean, I thought it was obvious... I still have feelings for you. What kind of feelings? What? 
Like, do you just want to fuck me, or- Em, no. Well, yes. But that's not my main priority right now. <laughs> I appreciate the transparency. Amaranth offers a hand to me. I want to lie down with you. Can we? I take her hand and we lie down, side by side. Not cuddling. Just holding hands. I used to think my feelings for you were complicated. But honestly, these past few days have only made them clearer. I just... I don't know if you're at a place where you're ready to hear them. Let me worry about that. Tell me. I can learn to be just friends with you. If that's what you need. Like, actually put in an effort and stop pseudo-flirting with you all the time. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to be more. I want to date you. I want to go to a Broadway show with my arm around your shoulders. I want to go out to dinner with you after and listen to you geek out about the amazing chemistry between the actors, or how you could totally see the Velcro on someone's suit in a period play. <laughs> I want to slow dance with you in the living room at 1am to a random lo-fi playlist. I want to find random little coffee places and try them out with you. See if we can find something new together. I want to love you. I want to give you my heart, but it feels selfish to say that because I broke yours. I... Wow. Yeah. So... Now you know. Amaranth. I can't, I can't give you what you want right now. That wouldn't be fair to either of us. But I do still want it. I don't want to keep pretending I don't anymore. So, maybe, when things are okay, we can try again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Roles We Play. We'll be back next week. See you then.